Now, I've got to start with some bad news, guys. Uh -oh. The flies escaped from the jar. Oh, oh never Georgina, mind. <laughs> what are you doing? I wasn't looking after it. The top came off. Yeah, for anyone who's not heard this podcast before, you know, we used to try and guess how many flies there were in the jar every week, and I think Georgina just didn't screw the top didn't, off. Didn't why, why, why does that end the escape. game? Why is it, I'm going to win zero. Well, we didn't, have time. we didn't have time to go out and get some more flies, so that's it. <laughs> so this is uh, Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. Yes, this is Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. I'm Brian Luff, and I'm here with the extremely well-groomed Mr. James Shakeshaft. Mm -hmm. uh, the alarmingly ill-disciplined Georgina Salby. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, joining yeah. us today are comedian Adam Green. Hello. And our music guests are the amazing Orphan Colours. We'll be hearing from them a little bit later on. And pressing the buttons in the box, as ever, is the very enthusiastic Mr. Adam Stokes. Hi Adam. Hi Adam. How are you this week, Adam? I'm doing fantastic, guys. Yeah, you're a bit yourself? quiet. I can't really hear you. We're not really very interested in what you've got to say, anyway. To be wow. honest. <laughs> so, oh, so, uh, so we're going to kick off with uh, Georgina's uh, wonderful world of knowledge. What have you got for us in your wonderful and very enjoyable world of knowledge this week, Georgina? Going to. Ask a question, and I want everyone to answer as honestly as they can. Mm -mm. In your home, in your toilet, your bathroom, does the toilet roll go over uh. or under? Are you an over family or an under family? Over. So, the only it. way. Over. Yeah. It's, thank yeah, you. I do, well, I do it the right way. I go you over. over. You go over as yeah. well. Over it's as that well. significant. In guys, it guys, is. guys in the band? <laughs> over. All over. 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 I go over, but my wife goes under. Oh, oh. no! You've married Hold outside on. your own <laughs> cast. Hold on, will she actually swap it then? If you've if you've done over, will she go into the bathroom and yeah, turn it to under? Yeah, I'll swap it back. Oh! <laughs> oh wow, over a of wills. Well, after they, they've done a study of people. I had a feeling they will have oh, done yeah, a study. Oh yeah, yeah, no, this is. Yeah. I'm not just asking randomly yeah. here. Um, toilet paper. People with higher incomes prefer the toilet paper over. Yeah, that's I, everyone yeah. here. Over, over, Sorry. over, and people with lower incomes prefer the under. In fact, they actually set the bar at fifty thousand dollars. People who earn more than fifty thousand dollars a year, what's that? The equivalent of thirty-five grand, 30 grand a year. Uh, yeah. That is yeah, not, they prefer we don't over. Say that. And a people who actually earn change. less than twenty thousand dollars a year will put the toilet paper under. It's a, it's a Wait great fact. The mid, there's the 30 grand middle ground <laughs> of people who... What are they who wiping their bum with? just can't decide. They have the argument. And using... one of them puts it over and one of them puts it back you know under. What, you know what freaks me out? You know that um, the paper is, is two-ply. Yeah. And that sometimes Whoa. that becomes... That shouldn't, yeah, no. They become separated and one goes uh, over... Yeah. And one goes under, and the effect is is that the the paper ends at yes. a different length. Yeah, it's an inch different. Yeah, and for years I couldn't work out what, what to do if that happened well, you until know someone to do explained now, to me you? that you, you just, just turn it, throw it, just it all, roll it the other yeah. way, burn it all, throw and it away. What about what's yeah. the, and what's <laughs> the deal? Try and just push it down the toilet, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> 
It's just move, move house. But I've got something even more disturbing than that to bring up. What is the deal with hotels folding over oh, don't. and making a little pointy end? Yeah, because if you're half cut and you come in and they've they've turned your room down, yeah, yeah. you can ca- cause yourself a nasty yeah. injury. Because it's pointy, isn't it, on the end? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But why do Whoa. they do that? Wake no, you but up. you know why, don't you? It's when you first sit on the toilet when you get into a hotel room, what you do is you use the pointy end to remove the fluff from your belly button before you start any ablutions. That's what I always do. I really wondered where that mime was going when you started. (laughs) It's what you use a pointy tip for. Anyway, do you know the stuff that gathers in the bottom of your jeans pocket or your coat pocket? You know that little, they're like the little linty stuff. So a name Mm. for it. It is, and it's a brilliant name. It's a great word to say, but I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. It's nur. It's G-N-U-double-R. No. Do you have is that problem? Do you have problem with your pockets? Lint in the bottom I of your pockets. I just cut the pockets out. <laughs> is it even on your like your your very short denim shorts? You cut the oh. pockets out on that. Yeah, because otherwise they hang down beyond. That's a good that's point. It. Yeah, anyway. that's yeah. And then your nerves, your nerves on display. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm being very foul today. I apologise. So, right. so where, if, you, like if you cut your pockets out, where do you keep your holiday money? I money bill on holiday. He's contactless. He's contactless. Look at him. He's got an Apple Watch. He just like he's probably got a button in his finger. I don't know. I was thinking about getting one of those, but then I was just worried about people stealing my finger. Well, the consequences now of people stealing your finger are a lot worse than they would have been beforehand. People were worried you'd be able to cut someone's finger off and use it with their card, but you can't because it actually detects a pulse as well. So the person has to be behind the finger. You can't just chop a finger off <laughs> and then just use the finger. Not no, that you, you wouldn't be noticed doing back. that anyway. I found out a thing this week that to stop you getting angry. This is a thing you can do. Alcohol. If you find yourself, alcohol, yeah, is one of them. But if you find yourself like losing your temper more often than you should do, you have to use your non-dominant hand for tasks for two weeks and that will bring your temper down. D- no, no. Yes, 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 yes. That's a thing. They've For actually decided. So, if you, so, are you, is everyone here right-handed, left-handed? I'm left-handed. Who's there? You're a left-handed. So, can you use your right hand to do anything? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. You can. So, if you lose your temper often, if you write or do cut or whatever with your right hand, if you move it over to your left, you will become less um, aggressive. Um, and what's the scientific mechanic behind this? Because you have to concentrate more and you have to get down and you have to think. So, if you write with your left hand, if you write sort of a paragraph with your left hand, you become calmer. Are you not angry that your writing's now crap? What makes you angry, Adam? Because you're a very laid-back person, I've noticed that. But what makes you angry? Injustice. <laughs> no, I'm all right with that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, people pushing in at a bar. That's probably like the angriest I get. You know, when, when you've been out of bar for ages and someone yeah. comes up and they're supposed to order a drink. At that point, if you got all the money from your wallet and started using your right hand, you might calm down a little bit. For two weeks. Yeah, but you've got to do the actions for two weeks in order to bring your temper down. I'm normally all right once I've got the drink. Yeah, I mean, it all comes comes (laughs) back to the alcohol thing. Yeah, feed me as soon as possible. What makes you angry, James? Loads. Lots (laughs) of stuff. Um, Shit shop names, obviously. (laughs) I saw one today driving here. It fucked me off so much. Right. This is a shop on every level. This fucks me off. The Great British Vape Shop. Fuck oh. off! What? Like, first of all, it's a vape shop, yeah. so I'm already eggy. Yeah. 
and then it's a pu- a shit pun. It's meant to be Great British Bake Off. Yes, but it's badly, badly, badly. The Great, great British, British Vape, vape Shop. Because that's yes. what we're known for in the yeah. world. Yeah. English Breakfast, Bulldog Spirit, Vapes. <laughs> It'd be better if it was called Vape Off, wouldn't it? Oh. And that, so there was an element of competition to it. Yeah, or... Competitive vaping. Go vape yourself. Go vape... <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds... Sounds like something Adam would do with his right hand. <laughs> do we have any vapors in here? A vapor? I'm not a vapor. Any no, vapors in the band? No, it's no. a clean living bunch, you see. Yeah. Don't believe what they tell you about rock and roll. They're clean living. You can't vape heroin. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I also discovered this Just week? A syringe with a blue light. <laughs> shine it on there. Every atom in your body. It's like billions of years old. Did you know that? I didn't know. I, I, I feel I'm like I've watched Brian Cox, Lovely Foxy Coxy, enough to know that every atom is billions of years old. But I didn't know the atoms that made us up were billions of years old and that we can share atoms with other people. Yeah, because it's the conservation of energy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's, the conservation is 40 million years old. Yeah, it's just the same stuff going around since the Big Bang. Every, there's nothing new being... You're not no. making new matter for no. anything. It's, it's all, it's it's all there already. You, you are what you eat. <laughs> then that's atoms. If the, uh, if the atoms on your face get too old, you can just put makeup on, yes. cover them up, can't you? Yeah. Which is also atoms. But I also worked yeah. out... Which is, yes, yeah. that's yeah. very true. That's true. So you're adding more atoms, more attractive atoms... To the, but the atoms, to the atoms and the makeup are, are also there. billions of years old as well. Everything is. Ironically. Ironically. And you were chatting before the show about your um, family history. And do you know that you being born mm. is one in 400 trillion? Hang on, 400 trillion you. what? That's, those are the odds. Right. One in 400 trillion. That you won't be born. No, that you are born. That, that you will here. be born. That you're, that you're not here at all. Yeah. That you're you is a... One in four. But you'd still be someone else, so it wouldn't matter. Are you, are you slagging off my mum? <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, the reason there is a, a universe is because it's mathematically more likely that there will be something than nothing. Did you know that? <laughs> We're what? going down a hole. No, that's a true. A hole road I was Mathematically, expecting. it's far more likely that something will be, will be than not be. Than not be. Well, where is not something it's what not happening case now? About. Oh, right. There's no such thing. Is there such a thing as nothing? Uh, so how can nothing exist? So something is going to be. I don't think we want to be, get into it? this this early in right, the evening, okay. really. No, there are not yeah, enough beers being We haven't enough, had enough vapes, <laughs> heroin vapes, for this sort of chat. <laughs> you got t- I think you've got time for one more enjoyable world of knowledge, Georgina. Yes, I was watching a TV program the other day, yeah. and I was watching um, one of the first ever circuses in Britain. There was a woman on horseback. And her, her her thing, her act, was that she dipped her hands in honey and then attracted a whole load of bees to her hands and she rode around on horseback, being surra- covered in bees and, <laughs> and actually rode, riding around the circus covered in bees. And I'm just wondering if the bees were part of the circus or whether they always just hoped there'd be enough bees in the vicinity. Um. 
Yeah, like, like in other words, because I mean, you could actually dip your hands in honey and like go riding around, and no bees were attracted. You, what to you're you. saying is, did they travel with the bees? Well, that's yeah. Or lose? Have they got a jar of bees? I don't know. You see, did they get local did, talent? Yeah, yeah they probably the yeah, call up the local bees, the call bees ahead around the apiaries, and be yes. like, "You got any bees? Got any bees? Are we looking for some bee extras?" Yeah. Speaking as a producer, I'd rather travel with my own bees because yeah. you can't, you, you know, you don't know that the local. Talent is going to be reliable, do you? That's, That's true. true. But yeah. what if you fall out with them bees? Like, what if they just... You know, oh, like diva bees? Yeah. But I'm not doing it again. They're I'm not doing the honey bees, thing again. Beyonce. Oh. Yeah, Beyonce. Oh, exactly. Nice, nice. Why did she need to be on a horse? Made it more exciting, I suppose. If you yeah. could just dip your hands in honey and run around. Yeah, no, that does look like a circus. That, that looks like sure. a really shit circus act. But on a horse, maybe it just... But surely it's the being covered in bees thing. Yeah, That's... you'd think that would be the more oppressive thing. But, but no, like, no, no, oh, no. Oh, she can ride a horse. Well, no maybe it's a very big circus and she needed to show it round to the whole audience and that way, you know. So you're going to get around. Yes, she, yeah. she needed the horse. Golf cart. Yeah. yeah. So shall we move on, Georgina? Yes. Shall we move on to uh, this week's edition of uh, Desert Island Don'ts? A very simple premise uh, for this item. What was, what's the last thing in the world that you would want to take to a desert island? It's, think of it as the opposite of desert island discs. Do you want to kick us off uh, with that, uh, John? Yes. What, what's the last thing you would take to a desert island? Uh, a wind-up radio. Why? A, a wind-up radio. Well, that's the whole purpose of the wind-up radio. An is... electric radio would that would be silly. Um, yeah. But a wind-up radio for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, I'd li- I don't need to hear about the world, do I? I don't need to hear the news if I'm stuck on a desert island. That's just going to annoy me. What are you going to do all day, though? Well, if I listen to the radio, if I listen to Desert Island Discs, I might hear uh, someone's really good idea of something to bring on a desert island. <laughs> I'm going to be fuming. You would. Wind me up, that radio would. Um, or you'd or, just be going like, oh, you know nothing of living on a yeah, desert island. Yeah. This is not the music you need. Yes. yes. Yeah. Be, yeah, you don't need pan pipes. You, need power, you don't need whale techno. song. Yeah. No. yeah. You need high-powered techno, that's right. Um, I Get nothing done otherwise. And I know at some point I'd think... I could disassemble this radio and make it into a, like a speaker radio yeah. rather than a receiver. A tran- What's no. Transmitter. Transmitter yeah. rather yeah, than yeah, a receiver. Because yeah. I think you just turn it inside out. Whereas you know that you would take it apart and just not be able yeah, to Yeah, I would it just break it my radio <laughs> then. And then yeah. I just have the pieces of a wound up radio. on that. So that's mine. What would you uh, not want on a desert island? Um, a bag of Travis Perkins at sand. <laughs> shit that sounds, would, that yeah, is shit that, sand. That would it's, rather be. Mind the you, the sand's better there anyway. No, but you're <laughs> assuming that there's there's sand on the island. It's a desert island. It, no, it's, we cut every week. Not every sand. beach. Oh, okay. Not yeah. every beach has has sand on it. You know, it could the, be pebbles. If you could go be to like Brighton, you see, yeah, that's be, what we're working yeah, on. It exactly. could be pebbly, Brighton esque, uncomfortable, and really gravelly. Right, because if you actually sit. In Brighton, right at the very edge where the waves come in, you get an awful lot of gravel. It's just gravel. Because most, most of the beaches on the south coast are not naturally sandy anyway. They, they shovel the sand onto Bournemouth Beach really? out of the back of a lorry. Yeah. And if it, wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the dredging the sand up from uh, the bottom of Pool Harbour and sprinkling it over the uh, beach uh, once a year... There would be no sand on Bournemouth Beach and no one would go there. What, is what that do where, you th- where Sandbanks is? 
Yes. Yeah. Isn't that eroding? <laughs> no, but they're, what they do is they take the sand from the sandbank's end and they move it to the other end to, so that the stony bit is sandy as well. Um, so, so it's like that, a cheat beat. So on that basis, you would be advised to take sand to a desert island this just, is, in, just in case there's no natural sand there. It's the same I, as I'm the not, bees thing. You're not trusting the local talent. That, that yeah. is true. You want to bring your own bees. You want yeah, to bring yeah, your yeah, own yeah. sand. Yeah, you're yeah, trusting. Well, I'm not planning on building a load of multi-million pound houses on the <laughs> coast there, so I'm not worried about it. It erodes. It'll be fine. Georgina? What, what would you not take? Um, I'm not going to take my collection of fridge magnets because I don't think there's anything metal on an island <laughs> and they wouldn't be able to stick to anything. That's a good call. Yeah. You that could fashion a, a good compass. Call. You can make yourself a compass. With then you could know which way is north because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell from the sun. This is a man who's not going to take a radio and you're telling me that I need to take fridge magnets to get... Um, I don't want to know. If you don't want to hear the world news, I certainly don't want to know which way is north. You can tell that by looking at the North Star anyway, though. Well, you wouldn't know which star was the North Star if you didn't know which way was north. If the two of you went together, at least if you took your radio, she'd, <laughs> she have, something to, no, but she'd have something to stick her fridge magnets on. <laughs> and break, and then thereby blank the radio. <laughs> yeah. So you want to know what I wouldn't Please uh, tell yes. me what you're not going to take to a desert island. Non-squeezy Marmite. Oh, this this is something that really gets your go. I've got isn't a real it? problem with this. With yeah. non-squeezy marmite. Not with, well, because when squeezy marmite came out, yeah. we got very very excited. In our you house. did. Very excited because I've always hated scraping the marmite out the bottom of the jar. It's a, it's a nightmare. Mm. So when squeezy marmite came out, very excited. All you do is just squirt it over the toast. Lovely. Then just as I, my whole life became adjusted to mm. squeezy marmite. I stopped doing squeezy marmite, so now I'm forced to once again scrape the marmite out of the out of the jar like with a tinkling knife. Bell, the isn't thing it? that I hate doing <laughs> the most. So you'd rather not eat marmite? I'd rather not take non-squeezy marmite. I only want to take squeezy marmite. What you should have done, and this is no help now, is that last <laughs> squeezy marmite jar that you had. You should have kept, kept that, it, and then a little a little marmite funnel. You're right in a James. Note. I think I haven't thought of that a Just thousand written. times. When the argument starts every morning, why don't we have squeezy marmite? Why don't we have squeezy marmite? I think, why didn't I say that last bottle? Well, why don't you a squeezy marmite, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you should be talking to his dad. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't like any kind of marmite. Really? No. No kind. Apparently you either love it or Poison hate it. Poison the yeah. marmite? Yes, no, no, yeah, no, nobody. Your wife? Yeah, <laughs> the underlady <laughs> under likes it, that's fine, that's good. Okay, well, so we're not taking fridge magnets, we're not taking wind-up radios, we're not taking sand and we're not taking unsqueezable marmite. But I think if you're on a desert island that's warm, you don't. your marmite is going to be a lot more viscous than normal. Yeah, but where are you going to get your B vitamins from? Oh no, bananas. Yeah, okay. No, cancel that. So, guys, we didn't just get this band along to talk to them about Marmites. We have some music. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hear the first track from uh, Orphan Colours.
born into a dead end street, no exit sign, the way to This love of good night, California, it's a brave new world. Does it settle?
Orphan. Orphan Colours there. Fantastic stuff, guys. Now, you've just got an album out, haven't you? I understand. A couple yeah, of days ago. Yeah, it came out on Friday on At The Helm Records. Uh, it's called All On Red. Uh, tell us a bit about the album. Uh, well, it's been sort of coming together over the past couple of years. It took a while for us to make it. Um, but yeah, first it's a debut album from the uh, bands, and they all on red. The title is a bit of a, well, it's a betting term, basically, about the, the gamble of the music biz. So you're taking it on the uh, on the road this year? Yeah, we start tour. Well, we started our tour actually on the 12th of January uh, up north in North England, but the the rest of it's uh, throughout February, and the next date's the third uh, in Portsmouth. And you're doing the festival circuit this year. So many festivals now, isn't there, in the UK? Yeah, we are. I thought, I thought you might ask me that. I think the only one I can remember that we're doing is Beardy Folk Festival, but there are a few others in the pipeline the as well. The Beardy Folk Festival. Beardy. Well, two of us are qualified to go <laughs> to that. <laughs> Georgina, maybe you could... Do you have to have a beard to go? Grow a beard. Stick on. Big time for that. So, so where are you guys from? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Glasgow. Um, the rest of the guys are more or less from London. From London part, uh, you're from Essex, Graham. Yeah. Well, London, London. Originally, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. You're London, Yeah. Born in London. So you've got uh, you've got a very American sound. So I mean, what 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 were your influences growing up? Um, yeah, I think for most of us, it was um, sort of West Coast uh, 60s, 70s harmony music, basically. Yeah, that and watching Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. with the boys. Oh, yeah. Watching Top Gun. Well, uh, there'll be another uh, another song from uh, Orphan Colours uh, a little bit later on in the program to uh, round off the show. Uh, but next up, it's Trump News. Uh, this is actually breaking. Um, this happened last breaking night. Breaking Trump News. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, last night. Um, it's close enough to break in, all right? <laughs> break in Trump news. Uh, we found a present um, from Christmas that he'd not yet opened. Um, it was a gun that fired bubbles, a nice. bubble gun. Um, it was just a little thing from a pound shop, and he was desperate to play with it. But um, it was bath time. Oh. The thing took batteries. We had to uh, distract him with um, some bubble bath, fortunately, <laughs> that moment, and, and a toy boat. Um now, in the morning, uh, as, as promised, he, he had a great time playing with it, uh, playing with the bubble gun, quoted as saying, look, so many bubbles. Yes. Then he started firing our faces, which is a little bit annoying, but he was enjoying himself, so, yeah. you know, we let it carry on. And he started firing it straight up in the air, and some of the bubble juice, washing up liquids, uh -oh. uh, dripped in his eye. He started oh, crying. No. Yeah. Uh, so we just put him that. down for his nap. Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry, that's the story about my toddler again. Um, <laughs> see, if I don't label them, this, this is going to happen Easy every week. Easy the mucks. Easy the mucks. Fast becoming my favourite item. Moving on to books we haven't read yet. So, James, what book have you not read this week? I've actually been doing a lot of reading this week, um, but one of the things I didn't read was a bit of the internet um, about <laughs> why there's... I, it's because I went to Pool the other day, and there's a Taco Bell in Pool. Taco... There's a Taco no. Bell in Pool. I was Isn't astounded. Isn't Pool like the poshest place you can live if you don't live in Mayfair? 
Not the, not the high street. It's oh, the most okay. expensive got, property in the UK. Yeah. It's uh, in Dorset. It's where they have fake beaches. Yeah. Oh, no. Do they have fake sandbags? It's next to uh, the place you sandbags. just mentioned. Yeah. Sandbags. Sandbags. Yeah, it's just along from that. Very, footballers okay. live there, that sort of thing. So but they have, that's why they have a Taco Bell, because footballers live there. No, but I also goes under shit shot names. Taco Bell, impractical. <laughs> you hit, that's going to crack. It is going to crack. But that's, yeah, and so I, I did a tiny bit of Googling about it, and mm. I found a little bit of the, there's like 30 Taco Bells in Britain. No, I didn't know. I genuinely London. didn't know there were any Taco Bells anywhere in Britain. There's thirty. Where? There's three Where are in these? Sheffield. <laughs> That's an unnecessary so, But the bit amount. of the internet that I didn't read was why. So, you didn't actually not read a book. No, I read most of the, all, all the, all the books. books. All okay. the books. Read all the books. Yeah. Okay. Georgina, do you have anything? This week that... I haven't read the book "How to Survive a Garden Gnome Attack: Defend Yourself When the Lawn Warriors Strike." And they will. Real book? <laughs> real book? Or did yeah, you, it's a real book. Or did you dream it? It is about the apocalyptic gnome survival and it's how to prepare yourself for when gnomes attack. Are you allowed to call them gnomes? Is that the... <laughs> I don't know, Riz. Yeah, it's Small not PC people? anymore. Yeah. You've got to be careful. Small ceramic the... people. Um, but it actually went in really well with another book I haven't read about um, Japanese feudalism and their systems because quite a lot of houses, I was thinking because... The floor in my house creaks all the time because it's old. But in feudal Japan, because ninjas could strike at any time, and I was thinking about the gnomes, they used to actually put in, specifically put in, squeaky floorboards so they could hear the ninjas coming. Okay. It's got... So I was thinking, if your gnomes are sort of in the back of your garden and you're preparing for the onslaught in your house, I presume they're coming towards the house, then what you do is you put little squeaky bits all over your decking mm. and you can hear it when the gnomes come towards the house. Or yeah. rip the decking out just to have a gravel drive. Uh, yes. Nothing creates noise like gravel, does it? Mm. <laughs> so, Georgina, did you pick this up in a charity shop? No. Or? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a book that someone else hasn't read as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Adam, uh, any books you haven't read this week? Well, back in June 2003, my mother went out, got me the, the copy of the fifth um, Harry Potter the, and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth Harry Potter book. Um, and I sat down, started reading it that day, got to page 36, and that's where I still am. <gasps> um, so I haven't read that book. No. Or any other books. I don't read books. Have you? So I can't read. No. Have you ever ever finished a book? Yeah, when I was like little, eight. Yeah, shorter books. I'm still Mainly I'm still working based. my way through the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Commerce. Oh. That's not a real book. That, what has happened there is you've you've got two books and you've left them in a wet bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and they've stuck together. So the book I haven't yeah, read. Yeah, what haven't you read? The book I haven't read this week. Uh, it's called Five Very Good Reasons to Punch a Dolphin in the Mouth. Excellent. <laughs> um, Cosby. Okay. Uh, Why haven't you read that book, it's though? By that's gen- kind of a well, book you'd want to read. It's, a, it's by a cartoonist called uh, Matthew Inman. Yeah. Uh, so it's even worse that I haven't read it, because there's hardly any words in it. No, so it's, it's, all, mostly pic- it's all a picture. It's mostly pictures. Yeah. But don't ask me uh, what the five reasons are, because I'm not going to open the book, because I'm offended by the whole idea of punching. A dolphin Why? in the mouth. That's so annoying. It's just it's offensive the to me. They're of the animal kingdom. <laughs> uh, they're always like grinning and laughing. Yeah, that's true. Laughing at like. There are other chapters in the book. One one chapter is called Eight Reasons to Keep a Canadian as a Pet." 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, six reasons that man nipples are awesome. Ooh. Nipples. And five reasons to have rabies instead of babies. <laughs> I mean, I can lend it to you, Georgian. If you, if you fancy it, I can pass it on to you. Because I'm not going even going to open it. Isn't it actually a thing, though, if you're attacked by a shark? Not that I would ever be so prepared that I would do it, but don't you punch a shark in the eye and that stops I think it? Nose, I think the nose. Is it on the You've got to pop a thumb it, in its eye. Yeah. Punch, and it, punch it on the it nose. nose. Yeah. And call it a slag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And take it for a Taco Bell mm-hmm. in Pool or Sheffield. Well, it's coastal. I go to Pool. Pool. I think you can't punch underwater, though. If a shark's biting you, you can't. Yeah, have you, you ever tried punch. to punch, move fast underwater? It's impossible. Once. No, yeah. you can't, can you? You have to wait till the shark comes out of the water. Oh, to attack it. Then you swing at it while it's... Hold your fist out. <laughs> and wait for a shark it. that it's a yeah. swimming. Because yeah. Swim. they swim really fast, yeah, don't they? Yeah. Famously. But that's not a dolphin. There's a reason to punch a shark in the face. It's yeah. biting you. I know, but this is reasons not to punch a dolphin. No, is this no, reasons no. to punch no, a it's, dolphin It's in called the face? five very good reasons to punch a dolphin in the face, which is why I'm so offended by it. I go along <laughs> with James, and I think they're a tiny bit showy-offy. Because aren't they the only animals, fish, mammals, that like jump and turn around just for the joy of it? They're the only animals like that energy have sex for, no for fun. No, do they have sex for fun? Who does that? <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> we would love to hear from uh, you out there in uh, podcasting land. Let us know. Do you have um, sex for fun? Let us know. A. <laughs> with a dolphin. Do you have sex for fun? And B. What books have you not read this week? We are studio at monkeyfingers.co.uk or you can contact us on Twitter at monkeyfingersuk and check out the website monkeyfingers.co.uk. Time for our pandas. Spanish. What's happening, Georgina? Our panda Spanish? Uh, I have no idea. Now, this is a brilliant fact. A trained pigeon can tell the difference between the paintings of Pablo Picasso and Claude Monet. To what end? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's a, I've, I've written down that fact and I thought that we could discuss... Because I'm thinking, A, why would you train a pigeon unless it was going to be some... Maybe it worked in an art gallery and it would need to know the difference between P- Pablo Picasso. But this is... you can I, I'm just wondering about the idea that you can train animals or birds to recognise various paintings and what the significance would be if they could. How do you know that they recognise the painting? No, they can, they they can like, tell the Ooh. difference between the Picasso and the Monet. So if you put them at opposite ends of a gallery and you say to this trained pigeon, fly to the Picasso... Oh, so they understand will, English. I'd yeah, say yeah. them being able to understand English <laughs> is a little bit more yeah. notable than the, 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 than the art criticism. <laughs> little Brian Sewell do you remember pigeon. That, do you remember that brilliant nun that used to do art criticism? Was it, she that called brilliant Sister, nun. No, she was called Sister Wendy, and she had giant teeth at the front of her, uh, at the front of her mouth. And she was she used to love art so much. And was I'm just imagining, rabbit? yeah. No, I was just imagining a little pigeon in a little what do you call the things? Wimples. Habit. Habits. No, what are the winkles? Wimples. What do they wear? They are called yeah. wimples. I've seen Sound of Music. I know the I know these things. <laughs> <laughs> 
that and Nazi, you know, nuns and Nazis. No. So uh, James is, is quite right. They've tr- if they've trained mm. pigeons to understand English, yes. then the fact that they're demonstrating that via, uh, <laughs> via modern art is not really... Maybe that's the pigeon's choice. Yes. They're like, we're really into art, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can tell. Well, what else would you train them to go towards then? Like, if you could t- train them to tell the difference between two other things, what are the two other things that you poison want them to know? Poison and not poison. Yeah, that's another good thing. It's a good way of sorting out the ones that don't get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The training, yeah, is involved in the actual thing, in like Survival of the Fittest. You see, this is, I think people, there's a lot of people out there who get paid. Well, you did, we used to have a section called You Get Paid to Do That because there are a lot of people doing these tests and experiments, humans or animals, that obviously get a grant from some government or the EU arts or something. Arts Council. In that's order, what it is. Lottery funded. They had to get Arts Council funded, so yeah. they had to make it about oh, arts. Oh, that's it. Picasso or Monet. OK, well, um, if you want to know the temperature, this is the next section. Oh, you know, right, okay. yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Of a pigeon. I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> if you want to know the temperature. Now, what if you want to know the temperature, but you're nowhere near a thermometer, but you're near to a cricket? Well, if the cricket is lying on its back with mm-hmm. a handkerchief over its head. <laughs> yeah, is it going browner and, a, and browner? And a cool is it drink? on fire? Yeah. yeah. Is then it spontaneously combusted? Or is it... If the cricket is shivering, yeah, cricket shivering, it's, yeah, it's below zero. This is another scientists is it, have found out. Is it centigrade of Fahrenheit? Uh, the I, knows. Yeah, do you know to need to know literally what the temperature actually is? It's Fahrenheit. Is it something oh, right. to do with the cricket rubbing its back legs together? Kinda. To do with the vibration that's what do. in. We give up, don't we? We're well, dying to find yeah, out. Yeah, okay, Georgina. okay, okay. You count the number of chirps it does in 15 seconds, mm-hmm. and then you add 37, and that's the temperature of the room slash beach slash holiday decking, in wherever Fahrenheit. you are in Fahrenheit, yeah, or in centigrade. If I got that horribly wrong, how which, can which one's the that means number? it's that's always Fahrenheit. at least 37 something? Is Fahrenheit 37 at Celsius zero or something. Yeah. Anyone yeah. know science? Does anyone um, know science? Does anyone know what 37 is? No, no one yeah. knows what that is. Because how do you know if it's, it's under? It's about two degrees. But how well, can you tell if it's a minus? How can you do, do a they? minus? How can, can they do a minus amount well, of Well, you chirps? wouldn't be near a cricket because a cricket wouldn't be chirping anywhere if it was like minus. It wouldn't be out, would it? I think crickets surely only ever come out when it's slightly warm. I, I could be making... I don't know enough about crickets... To say, but I do know so, that if you count the amount of chirps it does in 15 seconds, then add 37 to it, that's the temperature. So if you had more than one cricket, so you had three crickets, yeah, how do you would isolate? they be chirp- chirping no, you, at exactly the same moment in unison if it was the same to, no, temperature? Okay. If you've got more than one cricket, you have to, obviously, you have to separate that cricket from the other crickets. Well, there's nothing obvious take about it. it just, take mm. it to a place where you can only hear that one cricket yeah, because yeah. that otherwise you're just going to get mushed up in your head, aren't you? You take the cricket away from its mates, you take it to another place. Which you have a quiet word. You, yeah, and you say to it, "This is the, I want the temperature out there, but that's where all your mates are. So you take it to somewhere which is a similar temperature or you just look at a thermometer, I guess. We've all got those on our phones now, haven't yeah. we? You know that the item about You're guessing how island. many flies there are in the jar has yeah. gone away now. Next week, why don't we, why don't we get some crickets yeah. in a jar? Okay. And test this out. Yes. See what the temperature in the Put room is. Put it in is. a fridge. Where do you get a <laughs> cricket in Crouch End? <laughs> Pet shop. Beyond the bike sheds. <laughs> <laughs> 
cricket dealers. <laughs> You've got your, your vape heroin people in there as well. Some people eat them, so you might be able to get them in M&S. Oh, it'll be a pet shop. Yeah. Seriously. Serious answer, guys. There's yeah. a cricket pet club shop. down the road. You'd probably get one there. Cricket no, club. Yeah. Wrong sort of club, unfortunately. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though, if you could actually just see how many yep. times... Jeff Boycott or whatever. How is many thwack, thwacks on... Rubbed his legs together. ...of the willow on leather you hear <laughs> in every 15 seconds. Yeah, and then add 37. That would be the general temperature in Britain all the time. Mm. In 1924, a Labrador was sentenced to life without parole at Eastern State Penitentiary for killing the governor's cat. It I, actually went to prison. It went to a, gen, a genuine prison. So I'm not surprised. I think Our, it should have gone to the chair. <laughs> Our Labrador's normally sentenced should, with parole. It was, it was going to go to the chair, but it wasn't allowed on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, you saw that coming, didn't you? You saw me thinking that. Did you that, set it up? <laughs> That's nice. That's very generous if you set it up. No, he set himself up. I'm not surprised, though. I've, I've, I've read a, a wonderful book mm. called The History of Torture, and <laughs> you, you there's a bit, there's a whole chapter about them to find in in medieval times, especially yes. they would sentence animals. Yes. There was a pig that ate a baby, yeah. and they took it to court. But they, I think, they 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 dressed them as humans. They'd put them in people's in clothes yeah, in order to try them. And they and there was a dog, and they nailed it to a chair so it was sat <gasps> in the chair properly. And they sliced its face off and put a human mask on it. No So way. they could try it in court. Oh. And they didn't even know it was guilty at that point. <laughs> that was just to get it to trial. Did it get off? I don't know. I don't think they sent it to the sheepdog trials. Maybe or the horse trials <laughs> for grooming. <laughs> Exposing their tackle. Oh, oh, there's um a sm- I like this fact. I don't know, it just uh, appealed to me. That a small child could swim through the veins of a blue whale. Oh. Don't you think that sounds like the world's best theme park? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and how small is the child? It says a small child, but I'm now picturing like a little, like a, a child going through the veins of a whale yeah. and thinking, woo! That's extraordinary. Like a, flume. Like a log flume, but in the whale's veins. That beats swimming with dolphins, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, swimming I mean, inside, swim swimming inside, inside a whale. Inside a fish. Have you ever swum with uh, dolphins, Adam? No, it never really appealed to me. I was given the option. Really? Turned it down. I went shopping instead. But, do you know, because their mouth is perfectly shaped to bite your dick off. Clean mm. off. That's mm. why I'd never go swimming with dolphins. Yeah. When you did that, you did... Oh, because how, how is Tiny it perfectly little, shaped? Tiny little mouth. <laughs> what, no, but what's the shape of... A, how? Because it's... Imagine a dolphin's fat mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dick shape, and that's just going to nip it off. Shoop. Straight off. As soon as you look <laughs> at it. That's what you think of when you look at a dolphin. Yeah, you that's trying to come and... That's a dick biter. I don't want... Like, that's with the finger it naked, thing. I I, they'll strip you. They'll yeah. strip you, dolphins. <laughs> We've already discussed. They make love for fun. What to try you in dolphin court. Yeah. They dress you like a dolphin. Yeah, bite yeah. your dick off. I bite was... Your dick uh, off so you're more dolphin-like. I was once filming in SeaWorld in Orlando. Oh. And uh, a terrible tropical storm blew up. And I was hiding underneath a tree from the storm uh, with a, a, a comedian called Tom Bins, mm. uh, who I'd been filming with. And all these dolphins started to surround us because the tree that we were hiding under was right next to the water. And these dolphins all popped their hands up out of the water and started screaming, desperately screaming at us. It's quite, it's quite terrifying, in fact. 
And when the uh, rain eased off a little bit, we ran for the crew bus. And we got into the crew bus and we said to the, the dolphin wrangler that we'd just been um, filming with, we said, what, what was going on with the dolphins? Why were they screaming at us? And he said, the dolphins were warning you not to stand underneath the tree because you would get struck by lightning. The dolphins were worried that... No, this is true. I have a very sceptical expression. This is a true story. This is a true story. The (laughs) dolphins were so intelligent, they were worried that me and Tom Binns were going to get struck by lightning. That that hiding under a tree, that's like QI level Mm. knowledge. Like that's I didn't know that before I'd seen an episode of QI, that you shouldn't stand under a tree or something. How did they know? That? And how did? Why did they even think? Why did the dolphins think you and Tom Bins were worth saving? How They're, many times? Well, I'm <laughs> worth saving. How many times has dolphins seen lightning strike trees to know that that's a normal thing for lightning to do? Apparently, it never strikes the same place twice. Exactly. So they must so, move around a lot. So they must have seen that tree get hit. They're they're stupid. They've then. seen a tree getting hit, and so they think, well, okay, I'll warn them. Had they seen his most recent TV show, they yeah, probably they would have, have just yeah. let him get hit yeah, by... Uh, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I confused a dolphin once at Windsor Safari Park. <laughs> when they used to... When you show it your to, dick and then put it away. How do you, conf- <laughs> you confuse a dolphin? Uh, I went up and I went... I made my patented impression. You see if you can tell what this is. Oh, good. Yeah, nice. Dolphin nice. with a Geiger counter. Nice. Not bad. Um, you can earn money doing that, can't you? Oh. And I did that, and this dolphin uh, to a dolphin, and it like started acting really erratically. And then when it did its little dolphin show, it fucked up its moves. <gasps> I think it was thinking I must have slagged it off. That's oh. just cruelty. Yeah, it's, that's mental cruelty to <laughs> yeah. animals. Well, at least you didn't punch it in the mouth, anyway. Well, at least it didn't bite my dick off. <laughs> any. Uh, any good um, dolphin stories in the band at all? Any guys? Any, <laughs> Met any dolphins? Any swimming with dolphins? Anyone, anyone dolphins? had the dick bitten off by a dolphin? A drummer is a dolphin, actually, but <laughs> we couldn't you know, set the studio up for him to have water here, oh. so he's like, I don't know. Got any songs about dolphins? Not yet. That would have been but brilliant if they had, wouldn't it? Yeah, if they'd just been able to dolphins. segue oh. into a dolphin uh, song. I was in a pub called point. The Cocky Dolphin. Oh. And I think that it's That's named just after you're obsessed it's got a with the word hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> dolphin. Those words go together for you. So I think it's time for some more uh, music, and it's time to say thank you uh, very much to uh, Adam Green and to uh, James and to the lovely uh, Georgina for thank joining you. us uh, once again. Um, and we will leave you with yet another song from Orphan Colours. Yeah, this is called Ramblin' Rose. And I long for you to 
reconcile it's overwhelming hands up I give up I surrender what I do I didn't choose no the chose I could be your 